0: Stats, stats, and more stats. We love to obsess over our stats. It's kind of interesting what we obsess over. New and noteworthy, we used to obsess over that because we thought that was the key to instant success, and it wasn't. Then we thought reviews were the key to instant success, even though I've been screaming for probably 17 years that reviews are social proof, and I don't care how many people say it helps me get found, it doesn't. We talked about that a couple episodes ago, and the new thing now to obsess over is listen notes, and on Wednesday on my YouTube channel, I'll be explaining how, like, right now, the school of podcasting is in the top 1%, and you know what? That doesn't mean jack. So why am I telling you this? Because recently, I've done a fair number of interviews, a little more than I usually do, of people that have had success with their podcasts, and I'm noticing a trend. You know what they don't obsess over? Stats. I guess if your main goal is advertising, you're going to really obsess over stats. But these people are not, and yet they're having insane amounts of success. Today, he's back on the show, one of my favorite people, Danny Pena. And the last time, one of the last times I saw Danny, I saw him a a couple months ago in L.A. at Podcast Movement Evolutions. But one of my favorite times is I went to Columbus, Ohio where they're having some sort of championship gaming event in a hockey arena. And what was interesting about it is I'm walking with Danny. He had come to kind of help me. Uh, Their parking was not near the event. It was this whole thing. So Danny, being Danny again, was a nice guy to come and help me figure out how to get to the arena. As I'm walking with Danny, Danny on his show is known as Godfrey. And as I'm walking, I'm hearing people behind us going, that's Godfrey. I think that's Godfrey. Oh, my God, that's Godfrey. And as we get closer and we're actually walking into the arena, I remember these two guys opening the doors in front of us. And as we walked through the doors, I heard the other guy say to the other guy, Oh, my God, that's Godfrey. Why? Because Danny knows who his audience is. He knows what they want. And he gives it to them. And I've said before, when you do that and you serve your audience, the stats will come. It's not going to happen overnight, but you're going to hear today how Danny is not doing what everybody is doing, especially when it comes to interviews, and it stands out and people notice and people tell their friends. And in the case of Danny, media outlets are telling other media outlets. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, where have you been? I've been here for 17 years. That's all right. It's okay. Really, I don't want to make you feel bad. Just know I'm really glad you're here. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And that subscription comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. You can find that at schoolofpodcasting.com. And we are going to get to Danny Pena in just a second. And I have had a number of people have emailed me and said, I can't wait to hear your take On Daniel J. Lewis, who, if you're like me, you voted him onto the Podcast Academy board as one of the governors, has now been offered to resign. Daniel declined and has now been removed because he made some comments in a very pro-life kind of way on Twitter and other members of the Podcast Academy, see their DEI statement on their website, did not agree. And I am going to share my thoughts on that in a 34-minute episode called Recreational Outrage. Not on this show, because this show has sponsors, (laughs) in a nutshell. And it's on a podcast that is designed for me to talk about whatever I want to talk about. It's a very, in my opinion, kind of weird show. Although the people that love that show, love that show. I get more requests from people saying, hey, when's the next Building a Better Dave coming out than any podcast I've ever made? And yet I don't do that many episodes, but you can find it at betterdave.com. I'll have a link in the description of this show if you want to check it out. Again, the episode is called Recreational Outrage, And it's probably not what you think it is. When you hear me talk about courses at the School of Podcasting, you may be thinking, like what kind of courses, Dave? Well, how about planning your podcast? Content is King. Your podcast gear. Recording people across the planet. All Things Interviews. Recording your podcast with Audacity or Hindenburg. Understanding Media Host. Publishing your podcast with Libsyn, Captivate, or Buzzsprout. Learn pod Page, Podcast Syndication, submitting your shows to Apple, Spotify, and more, growing your podcast, and making money with your podcast. And of course, you have me along the way to guide you through all those along with our awesome community. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener. And remember, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee so you can join Worry Free. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener. If you like video games, well, then you got to check out gamertagradio.com. That is where my buddy Danny, along with his co-hosts, talk about all things gaming. We first met Danny. If you want to hear his original story, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 506. If you want to hear an amazing story about how he got super secret access to a new gaming product. And instead of taking that opportunity for himself, he shared it with an audience member. That's episode 633. And so I just wanted to get caught up with Danny because I saw some very cool things happening with Danny. In 2019, he moved to New York City, and that's where we're going to pick up where we left off with Danny.
1: I moved to New York City. I moved over there. September of twenty nineteen okay so i was doing I was doing stuff over there, which was cool, and I started working with a couple companies over there, uh like uh studio three six eight uh the owner of that is uh casey nasdaq he's he's like a big big time youtuber, yeah one of the biggest youtubers there. so I was doing a lot of projects over there. I also was started doing stuff with like cheddar uh, they had a a gaming show there during that time. And everything was going well. Then the pandemic happened. I'm like, well, once again, I don't know what's going to happen because (laughs) like things was getting a lot better. And then there was like a major pause. I was still doing the podcast when it comes to like sponsorship and advertising. Nobody knew what was going to happen during that time, you know? So I think things started to change around May or June of 2020. Things were like really, really changing for me. Uh, and also for, for my co-hosts, we were getting more opportunities. I noticed my numbers was increasing, not only with the downloads, but also followers on Twitter and other places. Now I'm getting now companies set me up for like opportunities for like hosting gigs virtually. And That's so the on. best kind. Yeah, I was, that was <laughs> the best, you know, so. You
0: don't have to take off your shoes to nah, post nah. something virtual here. not nah, nah, plane. Nah,
1: nah. And I, I mean, I was getting paid still. I was I was still unemployed. I was just doing everything full time with the podcast and side gigs, side projects. I was working with like TV networks in New York, doing like consulting, consulting gigs for a while, too. So, yeah, things have been like changing around that time. Like 2020 was the year that I decided that I needed to do another change. And that's when I met uh, now my wife. We met around that time, and I decided, hey, you know what? I should just go to Los Angeles because she was moving over there because she also got a gig over here. And I had no idea what was going to happen to me. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and see what happens. So I, I came over here, and that's when everything just blew up for me. Mm. More opportunities. I started working with Telemundo. For, like, uh, once in a while, I'll do, like, like coverage for games. And, uh, like, I interview uh, Keanu Reeves there for a game that he was in, a couple other stuff that I did for them. So then I started hosting more events online virtually. And now I just recently did one for this company It's called VentureBeat. They have a summit every year called a GamesBeat Summit. And I did something for them also for like two days. Worked with a lot of companies. Uh, 2021 was the year that I made the most money in my career with just doing everything with the podcast and virtual right. events and speaking engagements. I did like an ad. I did like a bunch of stuff and that was all 2021 because of the podcast, you know, so it was
0: well, and, very big. Difference. And the one ad, I, I saw a picture of you standing in Times Square mm-hmm. underneath <laughs> an ad. Is it an ad for Yo, so,
1: what? So that one, oh, that was another crazy story. So a couple months before that, I was just hanging out on my balcony, just thinking what to do next. You know, I was just mm-hmm. taking a break from what I, what I, things that I was doing. And I came up to my wife and I asked her like, Hey, um, you know, what I would like to do, I would love to, to surprise my mom and my family. I would like to take them to Times Square and I want them to see me on a billboard. And she was like, manifest it. I go manifest. it." she go, yeah, post it online. Manifest that. I was like, why would I do? <laughs> like I'm thinking, yeah. like why would I do that? She goes, "Trust me, just if you really want something in life, go for it. You have to push it, talk about it, and uh, send that energy out there." Right. So I did, and then I got a couple hours later after that, I got a a, a message from from Twitch, that is a company, a streaming service under Amazon, and they were like, "Hey, Danny, can you fill out this this app uh, this form?" We'd like to work with you on some stuff. I'm like, okay. They didn't want to mention what or, or when. Then they hit me up and then mentioned to me that they were planning to do a, a, a Hispanic Heritage Month campaign with content creators. There are Latinos, Latinas from around the world. Mm-hmm. And I was one of them. So that campaign was a whole month. They surprised me and they said, "Danny, you're going to be in four billboards in Times Square and for, for two weeks. So I was like, oh, my God, when it went live for the first time at midnight, I was in Dominican Republic with my with my wife and her family and a couple of my friends. I was there for just vacation, but I checked on my phone and I saw the billboard on one of those like live streams from uh, webcams Mm -hmm. from like Times Square. I'm like, oh, my God, it just went live. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I was there for two weeks and then I, I bought a flight just to see the the billboard in person. So I went there with my wife over there. And that was really, really awesome. Now, the crazy part after that, I got contacted by an organization, a Dominican organization in New York City. They was telling me that all the presidents from around the world were going to be in town uh for like the United Nations. They were going to have like meetings and all that stuff. And the president of Dominican Republic wanted to meet me because of the billboard. Because in the billboard I put the the Dominican flag. And the reason I did that is like to inspire a lot of like yeah. uh, people from there or just Latinos in general. Like, Hey, look, if I could do it, you could do it too. You know? So that was like crazy. They thought I was still living in New York city. I'm like, nah, I'm in New York. I'm in the Los Angeles. I don't live there anymore. You know? So, but, so we, we couldn't, we couldn't do it because of the schedule, my schedule and his schedule too. So, but yeah, that was, that was wild, Dave. <laughs> so wild.
0: when you're standing in times square and you look up, And you're on a billboard. Like, what goes through your head? A lot of things. It
1: made me feel like I could, other people could do it too. I feel like it was full circle because I was there 21 years ago with my camera and my recorder. And that's when I met Bill Gates. I was there for the Xbox launch. And it was in Times Square. So seeing that billboard, I'm like, oh, my God, this is full circle. Full, full circle. That's (laughs) wild.
0: Yeah. The president of the Dominican Republic, Bill Gates, and guess what? There are more just what kind of opportunities coming up right after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You started a podcast, you threw together a website, but you have no idea how to maximize the impact of that website. I've got a new podcast for you. Check it out at yourpodcastwebsite.com. And I know I saw on your Facebook, uh, Reggie. I guess it's F- how you say it Fizeme is
1: Fizeme. Yeah. yeah, he was a former president and uh, COO of yeah. Nintendo of America here in the states, and um, first first Black American to be in that position in in the gaming industry for the first time.
0: And I know you mentioned that you've been chasing him for a while to uh, yes. to get him on your show, so. Yeah. What does that look like when you, you know, chase sounds kind of a weird phrase, but you're you're mm-hmm. trying to get him on the show and either schedules or whatever. So how do you do that without being a pest?
1: Because I, I know a lot of people that work at uh, Nintendo, so I will always contact them like, hey, every year at E3, like, hey, how can I have Reggie on the show? I would love to talk to him because he he's a very interesting person to talk to, you know, so. And every year, it would get declined, declined, declined. He, he, and it's not his fault. It was more of the team. Nintendo's pretty hard to work with sometimes, you know, when it comes to like requests like, requests like that. Yeah. So it took me over a decade to have him on the show. So I finally got him on for the 16th anniversary of Game Tiger last year. And we did a one-on-one virtually. Yeah, I released it and it was all over the news. Everywhere people were talking about it It was even sites that did six different articles with <laughs> the with conversation that we had about different topics, uh, because here's the thing. I had nothing written down. He mm. didn't ask me to send him questions in advance. It was just a conversation. And the vibe was so good that everybody loved it. Era was talking about it. So then a year later, recently behind the scenes, I had no idea this was happening. So the people that were running Gainsby Summit, they were talking to Reggie for him to do a keynote and they wanted for him to do a fireside chat. And they were talking and they mentioned about like we need somebody that is professional, that we trust, that we could sit down and have a great conversation. The key the key thing they wanted a great conversation. And Reggie was the one that selected me. He's like, No, I want Danny to do it. I want Danny to to be part of this this keynote, Fireside keynote, and the team hit me up and they told me, they were like, Danny, we we just want to work with you. I was like, okay, and pay gig. And they told me too, Danny, we also want you to host our event, the virtual event, because we had an in-person event for only one day. A friend of mine was hosting that. Her name is Andrea Renee. She's also a podcaster. And the other two days was me virtually. I did it. So, so yeah, we had a great conversation. We, we talked about All kinds of stuff, man. And and people loved it. People were coming up to me and they were like, Danny, this was a great, great conversation. man. We loved it. We loved it.
0: So So what's different with a conversation with Danny Pena than somebody from some, say, gamer magazine, Mm -hmm. like somebody from a traditional media for for gaming? What what do you feel was different the way you did it? For
1: me, I asked questions that I know nobody else was going to ask him. So, like, I asked him at the end how the Bronx helped you to become successful today. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a New Yorker, so I know the struggle of like living in New York City, you know, in a very, very poor area. You know, I, I've been through that. And I know a lot of people never been through that. They're not going to ask them that question. They're probably going to ask him more of like the gaming stuff, which we did, which is fine right. to talk about it. But I also want to to hear personal life. You know, when I had him on a podcast, I asked him about living in the Bronx and he straight up told me like, oh yeah, I got robbed with my brother and this and that. And a lot of people were hitting me up that worked with him at Nintendo. They were PR for him, the publicist. And they straight up told me, Danny, you asked some questions that nobody has ever <laughs> asked them. And that was something was just like, was it written down? It was just like me just being curious. And right. And I also want to have a great conversation about other things, not just the same old questions that people are always going to ask, you know?
0: when well, you said there were what six different stories that were mm-hmm. kind of people took different pieces and mm-hmm. spread it out amongst themselves. And that's what I always say. If you want somebody to share your interview, you have to make it different than every other interview mm-hmm. that they've done. So that's amazing. Do you know what finally got them to say yes? Cause I know you asked them every year. Our 1000 episode
1: that I mm. had the, uh, the head of XOX, he's the, the exec. He's a, uh, CEO of Microsoft Gaming. His name is Phil Spencer. He's been in the industry for a very, very long time. And uh, I had a great, great conversation with him, too, on a podcast. And that was another big, big episode for us. The w- first gaming podcast to hit 1,000 episodes. We had him on. And that was the first interview that he did before the next generation during that time of the new consoles that that's already out. During that time, it was going to come out November of that year. It was in 2020. It was a month before the pandemic started. So what happened, that interview, I talked to them summer of 2019 to see if we could time it. And we've been talking for months. And um, they told me that that they got the green light January of 2020. At the end, we did the interview. And I released it once we hit the 1,000 episode. So. He tweeted that he was going to be on on our show when he was in Japan. So I remember I had my phone on vibrate and I hear my phone in the middle of the night, ran, 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 like vibrating. <laughs> right. And when I went, my my co-host, he lives in, in Switzerland. So he saw it. It was already daytime or his his area. He's like, oh, my God, spill Spen- Spencer tweeted about us. He basically announced the world that he's going to be on, on our show. And I'm like, wait, what? And I checked and I saw the tweet <laughs> and it was so many replies. People were f- talking about it. There was even articles about it, like well, Spencer's going to be on the, on the show and this and this and that. And that was the first time that he actually talked about the product. They revealed it December. They showed it for the first time and then it was silent. And then it did a, a like a tour, media tour kind of. And, it, and we were the first ones of that year before anybody else.
0: We're hearing about these great interviews. What's your prep for an interview? I love the fact that it's just kind of a conversation and it's different. Mm-hmm. So what's your strategy when you when you get a Keanu Reeves?
1: I always tell people this. You never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. You never know. Be professional. Be smart on what are the things that you post online. So what I like to do, I'm always posting stuff that I've been working on, or stuff that I worked on, or if I'm hosting, or uh, whatever. I just post it online because I want people to know what I'm doing. Right? I get a private DM. Hey, Danny, uh, are you still working at Telemundo? I go, yeah, I've been doing stuff with them. It. Why? It's not. It's not full time. It's just you know part time gig. And they were like, okay, uh, hey, we would like to have someone on our show to talk about the game. I go. I go, look, um, it has to be somebody big because it's a different demographic for that channel. And they were like, oh, no, trust me. I think they're going to love the guests. I'm like, but they didn't never mention the name. So I get an email two days later from another publicist. and, And she mentioned to me, yeah, we would like to do an interview for the game again. She didn't want to mention the name. And I replied to her like, okay. Give me the heads up. It's it Keanu Reeves. He goes, yes. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. So we did the interview. It was a very small group of people that did interview with him. This was only major, major media outlets. I'm talking about like CNN, NPR, Yahoo, like a bunch of big, yeah. big time outlets. Right. I was the only gaming journalist to interview him. And in that. so I spoke to him. And we were vibing. I asked him, you know, there was a couple of questions that Telemundo wanted me to ask. But a lot of those questions was just, it came from me. And one of the questions was like, hey, Keanu, I saw you at E3. You came on stage and the crowd went nuts when you came up because nobody was expecting you to be in the game. I was the feeling, man, getting that, that moment. And he started cracking up. I was like, man, man, that was like the best feeling in the world, man. I feel like a rock star, man. You know, like, so I finished the interview. And at the end, I get the email from, from the publicist and from his team. And they said, Danny, out of the, all the interviews that Keanu did that day, yours was the one that he loved the most because it was just great questions. Like, he, he, you could tell that you're you you were excited about the product. You were excited about the game. You're excited to talk to him. Everybody else was just, like, robotic <laughs> questions, you know? So I yeah. think that, I think that's what, for me, when I do interviews, I want the, the, the person I'm interviewing, I want them to, to feel good, to be excited and for, and also will allow them to open up and talk about other things that they don't talk to like other journalists, you know?
0: Do you ever have somebody on your show? Like what's the criteria of having somebody on your show? How do you determine who makes it on? Uh,
1: For me personally, for me, it has to be something that I'm excited for because I want to share that excitement to the listeners. I don't want to get something that is not exciting and it's boring. And when I have a conversation with, with whoever it is, if I'm not excited, then the listeners are listening. They're going to be like, ah, this is a boring episode. I'm not going to listen to. So that to me is like the most important thing. It's something that has to make sense for, for me to be like, you know what? I would like to sit down with this person. Or if I play the game, I want like to be excited about the game too. And I, and I could also share that yeah. to, to our listeners too.
0: Well, and that's the other thing. 17 years now, a thousand episodes. How do you keep it, I guess, fresh? And how do you stop from killing your co hosts Because I know you love Paris and Pete, but anytime you're around somebody and now you got a business kind of going through it, what's the magic to keeping your sanity through all that?
1: I think the first thing is we're we're more than friends. Yeah. Uh, we're like brothers, you know. Um, I got married last week and, and Paris couldn't tell you because he had a a couple other things but pete flew he lives in switzerland but he was working and he was in singapore and traveled from singapore to las vegas for the wedding his wife came from switzerland and they they both came over there you know so we're like family so that that's number one number two is for us to have fun i want us to to just enjoy creating content creating cool stuff for the podcast I think that's important, and and also communication. Stay in touch. Like if there's anything going on, we'll talk. Like when I was going through a lot of personal stuff, I told them, and they were like, "No, Dan, take a break. We'll take over," and they did. You know, so I think that's important: It's trust, have fun, communication.
0: Yeah. What did you guys say to the listeners? Mm-hmm. Did they just say, "Hey, Danny's going to take a break. He'll mm-hmm. be back and blah blah blah," and and
1: I posted it publicly on social media, mm-hmm. I was going to take a break and people want to make sure that was good. You know, I was getting messages from a lot of people around the, around the world and uh, the guys, you know, talked about it. They didn't went too deep. They just say, Danny, take right. some stuff, you know, taking care of some personal stuff. But he'll be he'll be back soon. That's it. I feel it was important for me to say something online because I know there's people that are expecting for us to to have, you know, content all the time and, and they want to know what's going on. And I think it was important for me to say something I didn't want to get too deep, but yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. It's just like, Hey, I got to work on, I got something I got to take care of mm-hmm. and you let people know. And cause I think I know the answer to this, even though I don't know the answer to this, did you have anybody complain?
1: No, nobody complained. See, nobody, nobody complained. Like a couple of years back, my grandmother passed away and I took a couple of weeks off and I had to fly to Dominican Republic, an emergency flight, and I told uh, P and Paris, hey, can you take over? Because during that time, we we had a major, major deal with, um, I think it was uh, DraftKings. We had to, you know, have shows during that time, and they took over. I was in Dominican Republic and people were even sending me messages. I got, you know, um, cards and stuff from, like, different companies heading me up, you know, so I think it's important to just, you know, keep it real. Just let people know if there's things going on, it's okay to take a break. You know, people are not going to get mad. Yeah.
0: As long as you communicate with your audience, your audience wants you to win. And if you're like, look, I got to put some gas in my tank. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be like, how dare you? you know? yeah, so yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome to hear. Yeah. So anything coming up in the in the future for Gamertag?
1: Just getting ready for all the like gaming announcements that's coming up now, especially that I'm li- living here in L.A., it's gonna be a lot easier for me to to travel and you know do stuff. But I forgot to mention to you too, uh, Dave, that because of the podcast, you know, I started working at G Four. Uh, oh yeah, that's a, a network that's on the Comcast, and uh, I'm the games editor lead over there. So a lot of the publishers been hitting me up for like exclusive interviews, uh, in person interviews at the studio. We've done like already like multiple game reveals world premieres because of the trust that I've been building throughout the years with all these companies. So they've been hitting me up and there's people that I met through email that they've been hearing about me for years and I've never met them in person and they listen to the show mm-hmm. and it, it just, it's just wild. Like the, the past couple of years has been great, really, really good, but, not, and I'm proud of, of all the work that I've been doing, man. So.
0: Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Number one, your your content has to get you excited. Mm -hmm. And then trust, and we just heard it right here, if you want people to give you secrets, you have to keep their secrets. Have you had opportunities come to you from a person, you met them at company A, they moved to company B, and then said, oh, I know the guy. And so you end up with a different opportunity from a different company. Mm -hmm. You still have company A but you have company B. Has that ever happened?
1: Oh, that happened all the time, yeah, all the time. And, and he's a, and he's the truth too. Like the industry is so small. Everybody knows each other. So whatever bad thing you do is going to go around. Whatever good thing yeah. you do is going to go around too. So a lot of people always recommend like, Oh, you got to work with Danny. You got to do this. You got to do that. Look like last, last year, again, because of the podcast, my co host Paris, he hosted a press conference for Xbox, right? Millions and millions of people watched it last year. And the first thing he said on stage was, uh, hey, this is Paris Lilly. You you heard of me from Gamer Tag Radio, you know? And it was because of the podcast that he got the opportunity, man. The people just love hearing his his opinions about games, the good and bad, but also he has a great voice. And that was his first time presenting. He has never presenting before, ever. And he was on stage last year for that. That's the thing that I'm super proud of, man. Like, you know, I know a, a lot of listeners of yours don't, are probably don't play games at all, but like our story is so cool and so inspiring. Like, I want to share that as much as possible to people, man. You know, so, and at the same time, they learn the
0: business, you know. Well, great. and the other thing that, that you, Paris and Pete do mm-hmm. is you get these opportunities and you don't drop the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, you show up on time, you know what you need to do, you find out what's expected, you deliver what's expected, and then probably then some. Like, you over-deliver, mm-hmm. and that then leads to more opportunities. Because, like you said, everybody knows everybody, so all of a sudden, it's like you said, you know, you open up your email, and they're like, yeah, we, we kind of want you to interview Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. No,
1: it, it's, it's awesome, like. Every week, there's something going on with me, something, you know, and it was because of all these years I've been working really, really hard behind the scenes. And here's one thing that Reggie visited me when I had a, a sit down with him on the uh, at the event. I asked him about, you know, I saw you tweet that you mentioned that it's important for leaders to talk about their failures, not only about the success. Talk about it. And people were learn from from the mistakes that you've done and that will be helpful for them too, man. Look, I, I'm not saying that it's always, it's always been great for me. It is important to talk about your failures, you know, talk about the things that didn't work out and learn from those mistakes and make it better from next time. That's
0: fine. Yeah. So do you have one of those stories that you're like, Oh, cool. This is this cool opportunity. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, uh, yeah.
1: Years ago I was, I had a show for discovery channel. I also was doing the podcast, right? And I was so focused on the Discovery Channel, and I wasn't really working really, really hard with the podcast. Like, I noticed numbers went down. I wasn't really excited. Not excited, but more like... Because I was doing so much stuff that I kind of like... How was the right word? Got burned out.
0: Yeah, got a little crispy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I didn't have time for myself, man. And I think that was like Mm -hmm. the biggest, biggest mistake for me. And I even... Uh, I remember it was like with the crew, with uh with Paris P, Mandy, a couple other people that that used to be also part of GTR, and I I was crying. I was just like, man, I I felt like I I messed up, like I failed, and I wasn't really communicating with the team because I was so focused on on the other projects and everything. And um, that to me was a failure, man. I, I felt like I was just thinking about about that, and that's it, and so worried about the numbers and like look like now I'd even. I don't even check the numbers anymore of my podcast. I just like is there. Like I'm I feel like I'm in a place right now that um I'm happy. Like I you know, I don't want to focus so much on just like how many downloads and and
0: I've always seen you as a guy that focused on his audience. Mm-hmm. And by focusing on your audience, your numbers grew. Mm-hmm. And so how do you interact now? Um obviously if you had people in Miami or New York you were hanging out with before, now you're in a whole new place. Where do you connect the, the most with your audience?
1: a couple of places, either discord yeah. I'll do that, or they'll send me emails or voicemails. Uh, I'll play on the show I interact with them there, or I'll stream on Twitch and people just come and, and just ask me random questions and I'll just answer it stuff that's not even in a podcast I think right I think that's like the best way to do it for now because of the everything that happened with the pandemic yeah. and if i I've been going to a couple of events now for like the past couple of months, I th- I think since December. And I've been seeing people slowly from locally from here, that I'll see them and, uh, you know, at the events and I'll interact with them as much as I can. Like I know earlier you mentioned about one of our listeners that uh, got an opportunity to play the Xbox series X before it came out. So the original idea was I got it um, over a month plus in advance before it came out to stores. Right. So I had, this crazy sheet of like embargoes NDAs, like what are the stuff that <laughs> I was allowed to talk about? But I contacted Microsoft and I asked them, um, I asked them, Hey, is it okay that I could surprise one of our listeners? He's a healthcare worker. And during that time in New York city, it was really, really bad. Yeah. There was no vaccine or anything like that. And they were like, yes, you're allowed to do that. But Danny, once he leaks it, if he leaks it, that's all you. I'm like, Trust me, it's not going to happen. And I never met him before, ever. Mm. So I took him, I told him, hey, we're going to have an event. It was all lie. I was like, hey, we're going to have a get together meetup. Mm-hmm. Please come to the studio, wear your mask and this and this. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, man, I'm excited to meet other people from the community. I'm like, all right. And it was BS. It was just only him. So <laughs> when he showed up, I was there. I was covered. My The, the team mm-hmm. that had the camera crew were all covered, too and he was completely lost They're like what's going on so we had only like one like a a couch for him to sit In the front was the TV he sat down and i told him hey man this is our first time meeting up uh i just want to say as a thank you uh for you know health co- health care workers and you for keeping us safe i want you to be the first consumer in the world to play the xbox series x and he's like wait what he had no idea he was going to do that. So I got to I got to uh, let him play for like an hour. I'm like, hey, play whatever you want for an hour here. And at the end, I, we surprised him with a couple of gifts and surprises, you know. And I recorded that video and I posted it up online and, and it went viral. It was all over the place. There was even people talking about it at Microsoft with other companies that I had meetings with before the video came out. And I was like, oh, my God, this thing is going around even before the video came out you know so you never know like that's something that everybody else on that day they got released was talking about the product like the features and everything i didn't Mm -hmm. i tried to do something totally different that i knew it was going to stand out more but at the same time it was giving out a thank you to not only to him but also just healthcare workers in general
0: that's really cool yeah everybody else is focused on the the stats and you were focused on the emotion mm-hmm. of what it's like to play the game and uh, just giving back. And which is kind of, I, I always laugh anytime I'm around you, it's like, there's always an entourage behind you. Like, who's like, Oh, that's just my listeners. <laughs> yeah. Like <they're> yeah. Just-
1: <laughs> Cause you know, I, I, I feel like, <laughs> and you never take them for granted. That's the beautiful nah, thing. I want them to feel like they're also part of the journey. You know, like a couple of years back at E3, I was just there with my crew and i was like, man, we need someone to record us to do the interview. Like the, video camera?
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I didn't have anyone. I didn't have no stand. And I bump into one of our listeners like, hey, come. I told him, hey, come with me. And he's like, what? So I took him to the booth and he was there. He got to meet the execs from Microsoft. He had no idea that was going to happen. And I told him, look, all I want you to do is just record. Just sit down, watch their interview, enjoy, and and you get to meet them. He's like, okay, all right. He was in shock. <laughs> you know, so that's the type of thing, man, that I would like to do. And also at the same time, I hope that inspired him to to also become a podcaster or a creator, you know?
0: Any advice for the first time podcaster before I let you leave here?
1: First time. Don't worry about numbers. Don't worry about business like money. Forget about, don't think about getting sponsors. Don't even think about that. The most important thing for me when I started and still to this day is that I'm having fun and master your craft. I think that's like the most important thing to me too Because if you're just thinking about the numbers and thinking about the sponsors and you're not mastering your craft and you're not building your community, you're never going to get those opportunities at all. You know, like last year and even 2020 was the biggest years for me ever in my career, especially last year, the most money I made in my whole career. And And that was even before I even got a nine to five job again. And the reason why is because I was focusing on on just mastering my craft and, and trying new things and, and having great conversations with people that opened up to for me to to get more opportunities. You know, I think that's that's important. So if you find one of those like professional consultant podcasters is always bringing up monies and all that stuff, that that's to me is a waste, man. A waste yeah. of money.
0: I can get you to the top ten of Apple. Yeah like no i
1: didn't yeah honestly i'd even look i don't even look at top of the charts i don't i don't look at that at all i don't look at my, our numbers nothing what i look is what our listeners are saying or people are saying like i want to hear the good and bad that to me is more important yeah. than the chart because the charts is always going to change
0: gamertagradio.com is where you can find danny pete and paris any other websites we should send them to is that the the hub of all things Uh,
1: right now that, and just follow me on Twitter. I'm very vocal there. (laughs) You can follow me there. And, um, yeah, now I'm always announcing stuff on social media, like things that have been happening.
0: Well, Danny, thanks man so much. Always great to, uh, have you on the show and to share your experiences and, uh, I always say, man, I love it when the good guys win. And you are definitely one of the good guys, man. So I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Thank you so
1: much, man. And hopefully in the future, I would love to speak at one of the bigger conferences and podcasting, or you know, podcast movie. Hey, make it happen. <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> well, there you go. That. We're manifesting. I, it, yes, man.
1: I want. No, you know why? I want to share my story, man. I, I, I think it's, it's so important for people to, to hear that. You know, they don't they don't experience that. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully hey Dan or anybody. Let's make it.
0: couple quick takeaways. I love the fact that his interviews are based on his curiosity, and if he's not excited to talk about a subject, yeah, it's not coming on the show. He has a definite set of criteria, and if it doesn't meet it, it doesn't make it to the show. And the other thing you kind of heard there is, and this goes back to the days when I was in a band. When you're in an industry, I think it doesn't really matter what industry it is, people talk to each other, and if you go off and you be a weenie to somebody, it's going to get around. I saw many a band that got a little too full of themselves and started acting like prima donnas, and all of a sudden, nobody wanted to work with them. So just be nice to people in general. That's just a general way to live life. Get a t-shirt made. Be nice to people. And who knows, maybe someday a president of a country will want to meet you and your face will be on a billboard in Times Square and all the awesome things that have happened to Danny because of his podcast. Check out his website, GamertagRadio.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, now that's a good question. Here's a question that everyone can answer. Right now there's a lot of talk about YouTube. And I want to know, you have one of three choices. You're not doing anything with YouTube. You're just an audio-only podcast. And there is no right or wrong answer here, by the way. So I'm just doing audio-only. Option number two, I'm putting what I call static videos. This is a video with just a static image on YouTube. Or option number three, I'm actually putting full video on YouTube. I would love to know your answer Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question, and I need your answer by May 24th. And don't forget to tell us a little bit about your podcast and your website. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question by May 24th. Normally, I don't talk about the question of the month in a way that is static. And by that, I mean, if you're listening to this in May, it makes sense. If you're listening to this in June, it doesn't. But I want to thank John from caringforothers.com and Sergeant Fred Castaneda, who is the podcast reporter. They let me know that the question of the month, which you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash question had not been updated In May of 2022. So if you're listening to this, then you can now go answer that. And right now, the question is Is your podcast listed in Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon? And if not, why? Maybe there's a strategy there that I'm not aware of. Check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. And again, if you're listening to this in May, it makes sense. If it's past May 27th, which is the last day you can answer this version of the question, uh, then it's not going to make any sense. But if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question, no matter what the time, I've always got a question there to answer. Oh, where am I going to be? Well, May 5th through the 7th, I'm going to be attending Content Entrepreneur Expo in Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland, Ohio. I'm just attending that one. So if you want to hang out, grab lunch, that'd be great fun. Then in August 19th through the 22nd in Washington, D.C., I will be at Podcast Movement. Find me at the Lipson booth. For more information, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash where and see my schedule. I want to thank you again for listening. This is School of Podcasting, episode number 827. You can find everything at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 827. And while you're out there at the website, put your mouse over the word about. You'll see some fun stuff uh, pop out there. There's testimonials. There's my gear guide. There's my newsletter. You heard me mention my newsletter this week on how I mentioned some things there, as well as a page of affiliate links. So if you want to help support the show, You can go over there and click on any of those. I do deeply appreciate you listening. If you know somebody who would enjoy this episode, please share it with them. And until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. No real bloopers today, so I just wanted to remind you that learning comes from listening, not talking.